1: Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli and you're listening to episode 26 of the Vox Talk Podcast.
0: The loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events.
1: Want a great excuse to jet off to Tahoe? Consider attending the VoiceOver Whirlwind Weekend in Lake Tahoe on June 23rd through 24th, taught by two instructors with 30-plus years' experience each. Julie Williams and Pat Fraley team up to bring you the best of both worlds with forays into cartoon, voice acting, and proven voiceover techniques. An optional day of demo producing is also available to you, courtesy of Julie Williams on June 25th but you've got to sign up now. To learn more about Julie and Pat's workshops, check out voice or patfraley.com related news if you live in Exeter New Hampshire we've got something for you want to get into the voiceover business join Dan Levine for an evening entitled you're on the air how to make it in voiceovers Dan will explain an exciting new way to get around competition and turn voiceovers into a thriving business discuss opportunities income potential and more step up to the mic do some practice recording and hear the results The one-night workshop is Tuesday, May the 1st from 7 to 9 p.m. Cost is $20. Learn more by visiting Dan's website, suchavoice.com. To conclude, Voices.com is looking for several voice talent to do some beta testing of the new generation of our website before the official launch in a couple of weeks. If you're interested in being a beta tester, leave a comment on the Vox Daily blog post calling for testers. Go to blogs.voices.com VoxDaily for more information and updates.
0: helping you grow your voiceover business.
1: Today in the biz, Julie Williams of VoiceHyphenOvers.com hits on specialty advertising. You may remember a previous topic on Vox Talk that Julie
2: covered on postcards. Hi, I'm Julie Williams. Last week, we talked about using both postcard marketing and email updates to keep in touch with clients. Well, specialty advertising is another great way to get attention. Creative directors value creativity. That's the nature of the beast. So if you're creative in what you send them, they're going to remember you one criteria that I've heard talent use to determine what to send is make it useful and then, so that would include things they can use like pens and pads and stopwatches I mean they're always timing copyright um, these are great because they'll help you stay top of mind as the casting person goes about their day you know I've also sent mugs and mouse pads I like to send mugs to studios because when clients are there to record with other talent they go for coffee right and they get reminded of me because my mug is in the studio's kitchen But what I send out most is chocolate, and I'll explain that in a minute. Another criteria is personability. Take the time to find out what your clients like. They're individuals. I try to find out what kind of chocolate they like, obviously. One likes dark chocolate, another really only likes white chocolate, so that's what I send them. And they know when I send that to them, that I remembered specifically what they liked. And so it, it's more personal that way. Now, I'm not telling you to send chocolate. In fact, I don't want you to. That's my branding, Julie Williams Voice Over Chocolate. Um, that's why it has the impact it does. You need to come up with your own branding. How do you do that? Think about what's unique and memorable about you. What differentiates you from other talent? Your voice, your sound? Kristin Udowitz has a, a different sound to her voice. And she went with Nacho Average Voice and she has nachos all over her website which is nachoaveragevoice.com it fit her so well one Los Angeles talent I want to say and I, I don't know if I remember this right but I want to say her name was Nagler Kathy Nagler anyway she got into voiceover because her husband worked at an ad agency and the joke was that she was so boring when she talked that she would put people to sleep well Dick Orkin showed me her demo tape a few years ago it was a cassette back then and it was packaged in a cardboard box that looked kind of like a medicine from the grocery store, a sleep aid. And it was called Nagler. And the box was so genuinely an imitation of a sleep aid box, right down to the disclaimers not to listen to the demo while driving. And when you heard the demo, it was hilarious because she was so boring. And she chose copy that really contrasted that, um, delivered in her boring style. You could see how she could sell your product. It was very funny. This approach worked for her because it fit make sure your branding fits. I saw a demo once a guy spent thousands of dollars on these boxes with pipes and cats printed on them, and the box said this cat's got pipes. Problem was he didn't. So if a client didn't need a deep voice they're not gonna reach for that demo. When they did need a deep voice and heard the demo well the guy wouldn't be hired because he didn't have pipes. He was on the right track but he just didn't think it through. Costly mistake. In addition to your voice, your sound, your name can also differentiate you from other talent. I've seen people named Rich and Dollar and and Jack and Bell, and guess what they used for branding? Dollar Bills, Bells, Cracker Jacks, anything to get them to remember you, whether it's a name recognition or a voice description recognition. Or if you really can't think of anything related to your sound or your name. A slogan and marketing concept that doesn't really say anything about you, but will get you remembered might work. The downside here is they may remember your slogan or your package, but not remember you. We all know of great, hilarious commercials that were so entertaining, but we don't remember who the product was advertising. So it's best to always use branding that connects to you, if at all possible although one lady in san antonio had a great voiceover demo package she said multi-dimensional talent and had cd covers printed in 3d and she sent a pair of those cheap cardboard 3d glasses with each cd very creative and you know they didn't get many of those so it really stood out what i don't know is if the campaign worked for her because it didn't really say anything about her particularly what it probably did do though is get her heard out of curiosity if nothing else And I'll bet it found a permanent home on the creative director's desk. That ensures they're going to remember you.
1: Now don't forget, Julie has that killer weekend workshop coming up with Pat Fraley at Lake Tahoe this June. The spaces are filling up quickly, so if you want to join in, visit Julie's website, voice-overs.com, to register or learn more.
0: Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape.
1: Colin Campbell of affordableannouncer.com guides us through normalization and just what exactly it is. Watch out for digital clipping.
3: Colin Campbell from affordableannouncer.com on normalization and what it is. When you record things digitally on your computer, the computer software can only describe that audio in so many ways digitally. It describes audio with numbers. Well, at some point, if the audio level is too loud, the computer runs out of numbers to describe it. Then you get what's called digital clipping. Digital clipping is an ugly sound akin to fingernails on a chalkboard. It's a ripping, tearing sound that no one wants to hear. So try as you might, you record at a good audio level, not wanting to approach the end of the road digitally where it does this digital clipping. Then when you're done, you can use the magic of computer technology and audio software to normalize the signal. What Normalize does is it takes the loudest peak in that audio recording and makes that 100%, the maximum possible audio level that it can describe with its digits at zeros and ones, and then raises everything else in the audio signal respectively so that the relative audio levels match the original. The only problem is if there's any even hint of noise in that audio recording, something in the background, a fan noise from a computer, uh, maybe something environmental like a water pipe, It's going to increase that as well and make it more apparent and more audible to the human ear. So if you have any noise whatsoever, normalization can increase it quite a bit. I think the trick is that you record with the maximum level possible without approaching digital clipping and forget about normalizing. But that's a hard thing to do. So people tend to use normalizing as a crutch. The trick is to get the recording from your microphone through its preamp or interface into your computer at the proper audio level and not have to use normalize. Unfortunately, it's a tightrope, a fine line to walk, to get it as loud as possible without approaching digital clipping. If you do it right, you don't need normalize at all, and the right way to do it is get the right level in the first place and forget about normalizing. But I realize that it's easy to just say, hey, that's a little low, I'll just normalize it. I understand that. Or maybe you have uh, somebody else's recording or something you don't have any control over or something that was... Recorded in some other way perfectly, and it's just a little low in level. So, normalize can be handy in those situations. But I would caution not to use it too much and not to rely on it as a crutch to fix some other technical problem with your audio levels. Well, that's normalize. Thanks, Colin Campbell from Affordable Announcer. See you next time.
1: If you like Colin's segments, let him know. Visit him at affordableannouncer.com and send him an email.
0: Voxbox. Sharing your audio feedback.
1: Today in the Voxbox, I'd like to put a call out for humorous demos. That's right, you heard me. A week or so ago, I was browsing voices.com and found one of the funniest audio pieces I've heard in a long time. The demo was recorded and produced by Fiona Spreadboro of the United Kingdom. I sent it to Cara Edwards and as an avid gardener, she loved it. Well, if Cara liked it, I'm sure you will too. Let's listen to the first segment in Fiona's demo, for Crazy Women. Oh, hello. Um, I, I don't really know what to say, actually, because I didn't realize so many of you would turn up to see my garden. Yes, well, I mean, I I know it's beautiful because um, I'm a gardener. Actually, I'm a horticulturalist, to be precise and um, I'm also organic my garden is completely organic in fact so much so that um, it's provided for by um, George who's my goat he does some organicness compost you know and um, Fred my cat he does a little bit of composting as well and um, also Terry my husband yes well sometimes he sprinkles (laughs) oh are you going so soon don't go please don't go. I I, I was just going to show you my petunias. I loved Fiona's voice acting. Her timing, anticipation, and ability to engage were fabulous. If you have a demo that has similar qualities in the PG humor department, send them in to stephanie at voices.com. If you'd like to catch the rest of that demo, you can go to fionaspreadborough.voices.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are at the end of episode 26. You can get a hold of me by email at voices.com, by dropping a line on the blog, or sending in your audio feedback to be played on the air. If you missed some of the links mentioned earlier, catch them all at blogs.voices.com slash voxtalk. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. See you next Thursday.